Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound, as always. They've been with us since the very beginning. If you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us, and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out. Use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're on the girls' pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we edged him out, we beat him, so it's all good. All right, boys and girls, it is officially another Tuesday here at the uh, Black Flag Podcast. We are back in the Solero Commerce compound, and this is going to be episode 120. Nine. As always, I am Charlie Sanborn at C Sanborn III. You are Brad Saucier at B Sauce Nine Six. Together, we are at Black Flag Pod on all things social media. That's an Instagram account. That's a Twitter account. That's on Facebook. But more importantly, that is on the Patreon app. So head on over to wherever you get your apps from. Look up Patreon. Look up the Black Flag Podcast. There's uh, some exclusive content over there. Uh, it's a good way for you to get twenty percent off all merchandise and an all-around easier way to get a hold of us or talk to us. It also puts you in the running for a giveaway every month and. Uh, yeah, just another way to kind of interact with us. So, one twenty nine. Justin oh, we're doing, Harris, we're doing this already. Yeah, we're gonna do. We, I feel like we forget <laughs> it sometimes. Trevor Sanborn. Ooh, Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty nine. So Justin Harris, and then the guy who tried to steal Justin Harris's number, which was why he's like a duct tape and then a nine, I think. Um, twenty nine. That moon fella, that wildcat, the uh, orange yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we're fresh off a weekend at Beach Ridge Motor Speedway. Uh, f- oh, that's one of those numbers that we're definitely forgetting. Oh, like a, a thousand of yeah, oh, yeah, of folk that people are going to be, be upset. upset. Some, yeah. yeah, they're going to be cunted. Um, Twenty nine. I wanted to say Brennan Pletcher, but I went dyslexic there. I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he's ninety two. Yeah, same thing. Well, well, Mark Andre Fleury. Yes, <laughs> flower. Love um, that guy. 29. Tyler Jordan was a 29 in go-karts. Mm-hmm. I think. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. yeah, that was... That was us trying to figure out people's numbers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we're fresh off of another uh, Action Pack weekend. On Friday, I went over to Bartlett Bridge Raceway again uh, in the announcer's booth over there. Love going over there. Uh, next generation of local superstars as far as I'm concerned. Hopefully they... Uh, progress with the go-kart ranks there they always put on a hell of a show uh it was put on by bill's automotive so uh our good pal billy rogers was putting up the trophies for all the youngsters out there and um again hopefully they uh they continue to do that they're bringing bringing go-kart racing back to the state of maine so if you haven't been over there yet head on over to the uh mx207 you either go right to the the dirt bike track or you go left to go to the uh, go-kart track so uh every friday night or just about every friday night usually every other but we're kind of in a weird makeup date season right now um friday nights that's where the go-karts are at it's a hell of a time if you haven't been yet you gotta go uh if you go regularly bring someone who hasn't been yet um you are one of those bradley what you don't go you don't go-kart often oh no no usually fridays end up working super late and this for this friday i i would have a thousand percent gone to car wars because so my my schedule can kind of be dictated i can kind of stay late whenever i want well it just so happens that usually throughout the week i go golfing one afternoon and then i'm like oh, i gotta make up some time so i usually end up staying until 6 6 30 up in portland and i uh, got back to the house sat down on the couch at about well i cleaned the whole living area again and then got sat down on the couch about 7 7 30 and i uh, saw an instagram story that car wars was happening and uh, i was the biggest fan of car wars as a kid and uh, I haven't been in probably three years. Apparently, the place was fucking. They didn't mobbed. do it last year. Yeah, they, people love the love the car wars around. The, it's a whole different here, crowd. So. Yeah, the demo yeah. derby slash car wars people. They're not a typical Saturday night, no. you know, short track racer. No. They're the they're they're. they're there's a reason why that it's, a, it's a damn near sellout every time there's a day of destruction or a yeah, car wars. Yeah, there's, they're different people. You know, that's for sure. Pack up the the 2002 Dodge Grand Caravan and oh, get yourself. Pal, to Beach do Ridge they Motor ever Speedway. have a time? 
Yeah. And that Dodge Grand Caravan, it's got rotted out rockers. It's got yep. spray foam in it. Yep. It's got all sorts of cool stuff, but fuck, do they love car- watching cars I had cars an aftermarket DVD player, but it doesn't work. Click has been it, in there or whatever yeah. <laughs> since fucking 2004, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, fuck. How's it work since There's then, a scratched up James Bond movie on the floor somewhere. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Inspector oh, Gadget or something. Grounded Cheetos on the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cheerio bites all over the place. It's, yeah. That, Everybody D- knows Dunkaroos. exactly what we're talking Dunkaroos, about. Dunkaroos, but they were like from back when Dunkaroos were still <laughs> the Dunkaroos. First yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first edition of Dunkaroos. <laughs> Just the matted o- into OG the couch. dunks <laughs> all the over the place. The backseat. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, Love that. Yeah, Those yeah. are the people that go. Yes. Yeah, we don't have a problem with those people. The, no, uh, hey. There's, we, we have been those people. There's quite second frankly. edition Dunkaroos yeah. packed into my right. fucking passenger seat <laughs> carpet. And I was going to show up. So Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the typical crowd that you see at a, a car wars or a, any demo derby for the most part it's just it, whatever you think you're gonna see for a crowd that i can almost promise you that's what you're, you're seeing just great folk they're great people <laughs> they they spend their hard-earned money they spend their hard-earned off time they go to that fucking event and god damn it do they pack the place and we love to see packed racetracks so uh keep doing what you're doing uh car wars folks uh that, however, transitioned into Saturday. And I think part of the crowd from Car Wars was probably some of the Saturday people because for the first time in, I think, what, 16 years, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour was back at Beechridge Motor Speedway. And as far as I'm concerned, the whole day went off without a hitch, really. Uh, sh- short of t- maybe Taylor Grafham having to get the, the hook. And then, well, it was supposed to be on the, the, the tow truck, and then the tow truck didn't work, and then the flatbed had to come out. And I could, I could just tell that probably track ownership was getting a little cunty because it was taking too long and we had like a hard tv time to come up on um but yeah i think it was all right right yeah, i yeah. think the day went smooth yeah i from for what i'm from what i remember of the day it yeah. did go pretty smooth uh, uh bradley was full bradford by the end of the night well i wasn't too too bradford i i still remember a good portion of the night i just <laughs> it's just in chunks it's not well i was blew, i didn't blow no i didn't blow a motor oh um no i i just <laughs> Just guys. There was no. Oh no, also not that. No. I remember like the mod race, like a good chunk of it, but I didn't realize how bad the fog was. Apparently, I heard that that I saw that on the social medias, and like I mean, uh, as drunk as I was, I could see pretty all right. Um, maybe standing up where the spotters were. I, I know you were you doing the spotter thing. You were I probably was. about in the clouds. I got. So. I got. Yeah, that was a we- that was weird how that all laid out. I had full intentions of sleeping in getting up with not a fucking thing to do hanging out with you and bobby in the parking lot grilling boozing and going in to just watch race cars and you know modifieds are back in town i wanted to enjoy the day well <laughs> it was about friday maybe friday afternoon i get a message from our uh, another pal the mike sanford we like mike he he dabbles in the sport series from time to time he's always been around the racetrack he's a very good spotter he's always been around the sport well he he messages me he's like hey do you have any plans for saturday and what I told you isn't technically a plan, really, uh, and you always kind of leave that window open when it's when there's you know, a race involved. So I was like, ah, eh, not really. Why? What's going on? Well, he was in or supposed to be spotting for the 34 NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour uh, car of JB Fortin, whom I had quite frankly never even heard of before that particular message. I was like, oh, word. Well, he put my name in the ring for the hat, or put my, you get it. Put, put my your name, ring in the hat. Put my cock yeah. ring on. Yeah. Um, so put my name in the hat for that, and I, they gave me a call. And before I knew it, I was at the racetrack wearing black pants, black shoes, a brand new belt, and a team shirt uh, that was very purple and blue. And uh, given a headset that cost more than most things that I own. And I went up into the clouds, like you said, and was the eye in the sky for the 34 team. And uh, all wicked nice folks there uh, from Riverhead, the Riverhead area. I guess he races there often. He's like 10 minutes from Riverhead, so if we ever need a place to stay, I guess we're, there's an open seat there. Um, or we'll just call Freddie. And uh, That worked the last time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, they're all wicked nice people. They were all happy. We ended up 10th in the race. Sucked all day in practice. Sucked in qualifying. Um, somehow finished 10th. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it was a good day for them. Um, and then once the races were over, uh, I for sure found myself in the parking lot, but not to be overseen. Our father, Chris Smith, won his fourth time this year in the sports series, uh, bringing home the number one in the uh, sports series victory lane there. We had quite the, uh, 
Quite the day. So Dustin Sally wins the first race, the Beetlebug race. That's one BFP car. BFP, shout out to over the mic. That was Ouch. great to see. Um, and then Josh Hodgson comes out and wins the Mad Bomber JV race. With a big old BFP sticker on the roof. Yep, yep. And then uh, Jake Vaughn wins the, the Wildcat race. Chris Smith wins the Sports Series race. Wyatt Alexandria almost got got it done in the pro stocks. Did not. Um, so that's a an owl i guess if not you will. mad just pissed yeah just a little just a little bummed and yeah. the uh, i don't know who won the 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 uh, varsity mad bomber race but i don't think they had a bfp sticker so we almost swept the whole the whole deal there um ron silk didn't have a sticker on the car unfortunately we should come up with something like some sort of giveaway where if on any particular night if like a bfp wins every race we should like do something you know how like if if fucking like that Ryan Newman got a top five. You had like free tornadoes at your local gas station. How about this? We do a fifty-fifty, but the the winner doesn't get the winnings until a BFP sweep happens. Ooh! And then we just like assume it. that it's never. And then we stop giving out Snickers and we just keep <laughs> all the money. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great business plan. Yeah. It's a hundred percent profit. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah. So um, ch- check us out. Wait, we should figure at the something Oxford out though. We should Plains figure parking out. lot. Maybe we can link it to the website somehow. Wow. You, you sign up for a 50-50. It sits in an account until the sweep happens, and then funds are dispersed. Yeah, I, th- I seems... think I think our good pal Evan could set that up somehow. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if that's like if that would be. That's would, that's how like the Bruins do their fifty-fifty. The... It's on your it's on your phone. It's yeah, a thing. But they don't. You don't have to rely on fucking. 10 wins in a row to happen. Oh, not to be lost in the, the shuffle. Bobby Pelland won it at Seekonk in his, his scooper late model with a BFP sticker on the car wearing a BFP is shirt. That a, is that when one? To see it. Uh, Maybe? This year, yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He's got to fix his numbers. Yeah. He's got to fix it. There are I big, I'm, like, I'm a fan. No, I, I like the numbers. I like I the just, paint scheme. I, I don't like those numbers on that page. And before I forget, we got to also sandwich. uh bring up the fact that Oriana Level did her photo giveaway deal. Yes. Derek Neeland won the sponsorship and she is going to be it's a calendar giveaway or whatever and they're going to be doing uh, she's going to be doing the same thing this coming winter, I would assume. Uh, I don't know the dates on that specifically, but congrats to Derek Neeland. We like Derek Neeland, uh, another car with a BFP sticker on it. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, and then look um, for that to happen again. Also, going back to Beecher 2, Rusty Poland finishes third. I believe retains the point lead heading into three races to go. Um, so now, because of the rules change every single, I think, minute at Beechridge in the pit area, depending on if it's a sports series or pro series or really anything, uh, whether it's tires or lineups or anything like that, now they're going to revert back to uh, doing it by points like they have for the last, I don't know, 70 years, um, where all year it's been just a draw for quite literally no reason um so now they're gonna go back on points so rusty's gonna have to do it from the back now which he did anyway uh this past week he started uh mid-pack found his way up in the third so um yeah fuck everybody that says it's only because of the draw uh anyway um yeah sunday what did we do sunday sunday i actually like had to recoup sunday I sunday was fuck a recoup it, well today. it depends because sunday we uh Kind of didn't leave the Beechridge parking lot until 4 a.m. Past 3 a.m. for sure. Yeah, it was about um, 3.34 by the time I got home. I remember we ended up going over. We, we went from, we were partying in front of uh, Rusty's parents' camper for a while with a big group of people. Um, started to die down, so we ended up going over to Dan Collins' camper and partying there for even longer. And Bobby turned on like a early 2000s, like <laughs> just emo, emo yeah. pop <laughs> punk fucking like punk. We all looking. knew every word that every song. Oh, dude, it was unbelievable. Or we at least knew what it was supposed to sound like. If anyone had a razor blade, I was going to go to town. dude. <laughs> and then someone would need to have to have a barcode fucking reader. Oh, no. To, you know, oh, no. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> what'd you say? Nothing. I didn't say literally anything. Oh, all right. Well, um, it was great. No, the, the cool MCR, part. Fucking. The, the cool part about the, the mod race is that we had connecticut friends we had massachusetts friends we had even our local friends all in the same place so i got to see um alicia rainville i got to see mike rainville i got to see his sister you know it was a, it was a whole great deal and apparently they were in quite the traumatizing event on their way down or up i should say yeah thoughts um, with everyone involved yeah what in- a weird deal i guess they got 
absolutely fucking ass packed by some guy doing like a zillion on an off ramp. Yeah, didn't turn out great for that guy, but at least our pals are okay. So we're we're glad that that, that maybe not turned out the way that it did, but we're glad that our pals are okay. Um, good to see them at the racetrack after that, and uh, got to hang out with Daniel Eugene. Met his sister. Apparently, they all had a great time, which is great to see. Uh, we love integrating new people and old people with new and old racetracks and uh it was cool to see him there for the first time he loves the vibe there his sister said that we were very authentic in how we present ourselves in terms of you know just wanting to be there and having that whole vibe of you know we love race cars but we love the scene as well too um and for the first time we're going to announce that for the entirety of the oxford 250 weekend we have hired daniel eugene to document our shenanigans yeah so that was uh, pay for your picks folks because we're gonna have some shit to show you yeah and i can't wait yeah so that <laughs> we're sitting out by the camper at, at about two thirty, three in the morning yeah. on sunday morning and uh we were all we just got talking about and i love like when daniel jeans around he always gets a photo of some event that i do not remember he he is so incredibly intelligent and he is so um just aware of when something is about to happen yes he just always knows like there could be there's there's generally a time and usually it's at stafford because there's a lot of people in one small area local to connecticut and yeah and he tends to know what kind of shenanigans people are going to get into but like every once in a while there'll be something going on and i'm like oh that's picture worthy and then all of a sudden i'll like turn around and daniel's going to grab his picture his camera to take a picture of what's going on i'm like oh like sweet like he was you know on it and he seems to always be on it and and there's always plenty of plenty instances where like roman candles in the stafford parking lot i mean just the just the party that was going on at the big green bus that that first stafford event of the year and and this is why i get so pissed sometimes when people are like what are you guys gonna start talking about racing again it's like well one we talk about racing all the time it's a racing podcast we literally just talked about the the events of saturday okay but the 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 vibe of a racetrack and having people there it's its own scene and that is something that needs to be captured as well too there are plenty of people that are very good at what they do in terms of you know capturing pictures and moments jamie williams uh we've we did this before uh you know john miller oriana level um the jeff brown jeff brown i i I, I always want to call him john brown because that's my uncle's name he's not my uncle i'm pretty sure receiver for the buffalo bills um but yeah john brown um but yeah, the you know Rob Branning, all these people are incredible at what they do. They, you know, the the art of getting a race car down the racetrack is incredible. It's it's something that needs to be done. It's something that needs to be shared. But Daniel Eugene and a select other few, they're very good at capturing moments and being able to tell a story throughout the day or throughout a weekend. Uh, so we ponied up. We paid the man. <laughs> And uh, we're going to get ourselves uh, quite the documentary of uh, of the Oxford 250 2021. And I, quite frankly, can't wait. Um, but, you know, that, that's uh, that's something that's going to be a time, I think. That was a 2.30, hey, we'll Venmo you X amount Right each. now. <laughs> no, well, it, I think it started off with, well, what are you doing next weekend? And he said, oh, I think I'm going to go to Stafford. I was like, no, you're not. You absolutely are not going to do that. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, you're going to Oxford. He's like, why? He's like, have you ever been to the 250 before? No, no, I haven't. Then why are we even having this conversation? Uh, he's like, well, you know, I was kind of supposed to do this or the other thing. How much? I said, how much does it cost to get you to not do that and do our thing? He threw a number out there. We're like, done, easy, sold, paid the man. So he's going to be there, and I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be such a good time. Uh, I love Daniel Eugene. He's a he's a great human, and uh, I can I can only imagine what's going to happen. This. So this it's Oxford 250 week, folks. Starting when the sun came up today, until next Sunday when the checkered flag falls, it's Oxford 250 week. And today could not have gone by fucking slower. It was the worst. I sat I sat down, and typically like my whole routine is like sit down, be super productive, scroll TikTok for three hours, be wicked productive again, go to the gym, come back, TikTok productive, just just flip flop, you know, respond to some emails. In, in a timely fashion, five hours later, it's it's a whole deal. Like I do it every single day, and I sat down today, and so help me Jesus Christ, between the hours of seven o'clock when I sat down and nine thirty, might as well have been the full week. I looked at my phone, saw that it was nine thirty-two, and about threw up all over my shoes. 
I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? There's How is it no not Wednesday? Way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no way that it's been two and a half hours. I've been sitting here, like, I honestly was super productive, and that's usually when you when the time goes by the fastest. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Like, sand through an hourglass. Uh, there was a ton still left at the top. This is the days of our lives. Well, this was the week of my <laughs> fucking day or something. This was the month of my this is the month eight hour of Monday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and today was such a short day. I usually work twelve hours. I between like the last four weeks, I've averaged over ten hours a day easily. And today I was like, I'm going to take it easy. You know, I'm going to I'm going to work an eight hour shift. Come home, figure out the microphones that you need to uh, have a rocket appliances degree to fucking figure out. Those microphones and, um, are fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and. Uh, Still working on it, folks. And yeah. that's another project. Working on it podcast. still from Loudon. Yeah. And, for whatever and, that's worth. Well, so keep keep in mind that <laughs> no, we my sounds better. Don't okay. explain it. Mm-hmm. Don't let the facts get away of a good story. Yeah. We did put a lot of time and effort into it at Loudon. Oh, well, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> like sand through an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the month of my week. So... It's Oxford 250 week, and so help me Christ, I can't wait to get up to Oxford. Guy, I don't know when it's going to be. I might show up a little earlier than I anticipate. Um, well, we we didn't really touch all that much on the modified race at Beechridge, though, I feel. Yeah. Uh, we did. That was a show. That was an event. It we was. had NBC Sports Network there you at Beechridge. You had a lot of comers and goers. You did. It was so... Uh, my basic understanding, if, if you're watching like an MRS race, Modified Racing Series, they have a very, very soft tire. It's called a, a, you know, 30s and 30s and 20s. That's 30 or 20-30 racing is basically you save, 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 and then with like 10 laps to go, you just fucking absolutely nuke it. Or you nuke it from the beginning, hope a yellow never comes out, and then you're like four laps ahead of the field. So it's a very... It's a weird game to play, but it's, a, it's an interesting form of uh, discipline that you have to have within... You know the 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 scene of modifieds, tri tracks a little bit different, but the NASCAR wheel and modifieds they've got a not a similar, not a not as soft of a compound as the MRS guys, a little bit harder where they can beat on them a little more, but you still have to kind of conserve your shit. Um, so you like you said, you had a lot of comers, you had a lot of goers. Uh, Ron Silk ended up in victory lane at the end of it, um, but what was cool to me is that we had NASCAR back for the first time in a, quite a long time, um, and they put on an event. They put they they had T-shirts for sale out front, which I'm so fucking mad at myself that I didn't get one. I didn't even think about it until after the fact, and I I'm still pissed at myself for not getting one. But um, and this is coming from a guy who's not really in a big a big event T-shirt kind of guy. Yeah, um, yeah, those, but that would have been a cool one to have. Th- that was uh, as you walked in, they had it was the Rumble of the Ridge. They had the boxing gloves, whatever the Monteford on there, and it was. I honestly, I'm not a big event T-shirt guy unless it's a really special event. Like I got an SRX uh, T-shirt, the inaugural race there at Stafford. But walking into the the grandstands at Beechridge, I saw that T-shirt, and I'm like, that is fucking sick. Yeah. And then I also didn't buy one. So. Um, Congrats to it, those who did. It was very much a, like, oh, I'll get that on the way out. And yeah. then I walked the opposite way to get back in the pits. I was wow. like, fuck. I'm just hoping that maybe accidentally we'll stumble into another. We all modified tour race this year, and those shirts will be like, I don't know, three yeah, cents. Five bucks, yeah. yeah. No, that would be cool. Uh, no, NASCAR, NBC Sports Network, Josh, uh, I think his name's Veranda, um, the promoter there for the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour, put on a fuck of a show. Um, I, th- I, I hate single car qualifying, but I was still invested in it. It was still cool to watch. Uh, there wasn't like a zillion cars to get bored with it. There was just enough. Um, it's cool to see the, the way they do it, though. It's it's interesting because you don't see it all that often um, throughout the other divisions that race weekly anywhere. Really, really. Granite State's um, the only one that kind of kind of does single car qualifying still, and I I've never been as big single car qualifying guy. I've always been a heat race guy. Um, but the way that NASCAR did it, they they did it right. Well, it's it's cool too seeing a division like that. Granite State depends on who shows up yep very typically y- you could probably pick three guys that are going to win the poll and they're going to win the poll um the tour came in i mean a little bit more eight nine guys could could have won the poll probably yeah. um and i don't even remember who fucking won it i don't remember who won the poll was it hirschman yeah hirschman did hirschman, win the poll. yeah yeah weird uh, matt hirschman won out there won the poll he was fast all day and yeah. i think what he finished second Second or third, something like that. Because Swanson was fourth. Yeah, good run for him. All swan boat. Yeah, or it like, was. Uh, that was so. We we did a modified race pool, and I, I I got like the fifth pick or something, and we had like eight or nine people, and we were picking two drivers, and luckily Ron Silk fell to me. Um, he wasn't 
you know, jumping off the charts in practice, but he I feel was like just he never so good does, in though. race. I yeah. feel like he's always just like kind of He just knows there, how to save his shit. And just kind of there. Just, But it, it was, he was kind of there, and then he like went around, I think he passed whoever was in second around the outside going like down the back shoot into turn three, and there was like 10, 15 of us in the bar, and I think Hirschman had like a 10-car length lead, and... I just looked at whoever was next to me and I was like, well, Ron Silk's going to win this race. <laughs> and then they were all like, yep. yep. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, you sure is. There was like 50 to go or something like that. I don't, I don't remember how many, how many laps were left, but then, and then obviously he goes on, wins the race. But no, it was a good show. And, and it wasn't like one guy just jumped out and led the whole entire thing. And you know, from knew from the start that they were going to win. And I think that they put on a better show than I expected. I mean, I don't know necessarily what I was expecting. I think that I'm so used to we're so used to seeing you know those those kind of races at Thompson and Stafford and and like a, cert, a very specific product, and I just didn't know what Beechridge would put on. Well, um, well, it, well, like our good pal Sean Foster says, it, it's a very racy joint. I I I am very 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 convinced that no matter what kind of car you put out in Beechridge, if you have enough and you have enough quality of them, it's going to be a good race. It's that type of place where you have to drive the race car. It's very flat. It's very. It's not very forgiving in terms of overdriving it, things like that. Um, so if you're a smart race car driver like a Ron Silk and you know how to save your stuff but also be aggressive enough to not fall completely off the pace, it's going to put on a show. And, you know, Ron Silk, like I said, you know, he's, he's never the guy that just jumps off the chart, I feel. He's just always kind of there. He's always quick but never way off the pace by any means but um he's kind of i don't know maybe like a kevin harvick of sorts where it's just kind of like well where the hell did he come from yeah uh, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah 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 and he's uh, very smart yeah sneaky yeah sneaky sneaky fast uh, always but sneaky faster than he was yeah fast. maybe he doesn't show you all his cards yeah, yeah he, he's not stupid um but yeah no that just going all the way down to like the victory island with like the lights and the you know the banners and all that stuff and uh it was just cool it was a cool scene it was cool to see that back at our or my home track of just just down the road so and the grandstands seemed to be filled and, yeah, and be- i didn't see too much uh be- beatridge ever since they got post. rid of the, the past 400 weekend um they've lost a little bit of clout i feel yeah and having the mods back that that brought quite a bit back i think and you know you had the scissor lifts with cameras and you know, it was cool it was just it, straight up it was fucking cool it so. was it was cool to see that many people show up and not see too much uh complaining on social media about a 40 dollars grandstand pass yeah well and people that complain again, about shit like that are cunts maybe so. it's because i didn't look for it because i've kind of stopped going on social media all that often um for as as long of a period of time as I, I I used to, because uh, there are a lot of lot of negativity, you know, and uh, you know, with with how bad we are for short track racing, oh. this is enough of a dose for me. You know, I can't just <laughs> I can't scroll through Facebook. Yeah, we, you know? we just can't can't be any more negative when it comes to <sighs> it's terrible. It comes I just to short I don't, track racing. You know, I'm gonna show up to Oxford on Friday and pay a hundred and twenty dollars for a three day pit pass. Is it one twenty? I thought it was a hundred. I think it's one fifteen. Oh, one ten, something like that. Yeah. Well, you know? I'm there to support it. Yeah, so. I'll be there for sure. Uh. I, I think that we should probably try to contact someone to get lap 69 of the Oxford 250 because that is still available. Oof. Mike Rainville did just send that to me. I, nah. could, do, I, could, uh, I could probably do that. All right. Because I, I already uh, got the uh, the, the uh, modified one. Okay. 65 lap or 69 lap of the uh, nice. modified 75 lapper. Fuck it. Yeah. So excited for that. Uh, I'm R- Remind me of that tomorrow. Yeah, okay. I'll make that phone call tomorrow. All right. We yeah. will, or I will. Not we will. Well, maybe other people will too. Well, I think I did it last year. Now maybe we should just stop, not make the show upload at like six a.m. so that that gives us plenty of time for me to remind you, you to call, and no one else to jump in and grab it before us. We're gonna cut this so all we- out. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, should we just confirm that we have it then? If we're gonna wait, yeah. So we have it. So we have it. Lap sixty nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good for us. So we just bought lap sixty nine. We left a message, but you guys are gonna be late if you yeah. try now. So yeah, thanks for trying. <laughs> Uh, we're stupid. Yeah, very dumb. Very uh, dumb. the dumbest. Uh, so, looking ahead into the Oxford 250 week, we have quite the uh, quite the setup that we're gonna have. So, um, I within the last year or so bought a brand new race car trailer. Well, not brand new, but essentially brand new. It's got AC. It's got power. It's got cabinets. It's got a closet. It's got all sorts of cool shit. It's got an awning off the side, much like a camper. Well, folding table to sleep underneath. Folding table to sleep underneath, all sorts of things. Well, it was brought to my attention. Why don't you just use that as your camper instead of, you know, searching around, doing this, that, the other thing? I was like, I'm not going to race the 250. That's a fuck of an idea. So we're going to bring the old SRE uh, race trailer down to the Oxford Plains parking lot. We're going to park our ass right there, probably on the front stretch. I like the front stretch spot. 
Um, and then um, have the awning out, set up a big-ass TV, hopefully, have all sorts of chairs, and uh, have some beverages, and uh, just hang out with our friends. And I'm excited for it. Well, I haven't decided if I'm going to drink or not yet, but uh, okay. I'll probably figure that oh, out. Okay. By, what? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Well, I'll figure it out by hopefully sunrise tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I honestly, so I went through uh, Walmart earlier just to grab some quick groceries because, you know, don't bring my own bags. So that's kind of an issue nowadays. L- many more grocery trips. That must be good for that industry. No? Because, I mean, you walk in and you grab a bunch of shit that you don't need, but it's just enough you can get your hands on. And then you got to go back because you don't have a fucking bag. Nothing has pissed me off more than, like, the first two times I did that. Yeah. And I'm just like, why the fuck aren't they? Like, I get it, but, like... Why do I have to pay for the new bags? I'm about to start just bringing the red-handled fucking baskets just home. (laughs) (laughs) Just buy like a fucking... Just buy like a play school like kitchen set that like kids are supposed to just like fuck around with in the the corner of their living room and it gets sticky and then you throw it out when they're like nine. Just get a big-ass basket and walk around and just... Just a circular basket, like I'm going down to the the ravine in in the middle of Africa. Just go panhandle and put and it on my ice head. Cream aisle. Yeah, put it on my head. <laughs> throw a little bit of deli meat in there or whatever. Some croutons. I don't know. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fucking bottle of ranch. You, you put ice cream up there, it melts Some all over your face. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, refresh. Is that your is that your grocery list? Fuck no. What the <laughs> fuck? None of that shit is anything that I buy. Ranch dressing, croutons. <laughs> Funyuns and ice cream. Yeah. You are the bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck no. I, I, don't, I don't think I've eaten a Funyun in fucking 10 years. They're so good. <laughs> I also don't usually eat salads. Not a big fan, so uh, not a rabbit. Not a You're not yeah, a rabbit? No. You don't I'm, like a Crouton? I haven't been a guinea pig in a couple, two, three years. Uh, I like a Crouton. I like a, I like a deli meat every once in a while, so maybe I'd buy that. <laughs> Problem is, I like a salad, but I end up putting so much shit on it. Yeah. Anyway, that it, it might as well just not be a salad. You just said Olive Garden and the guy's fucking <laughs> it's putting a the bunch, Parmesan. It's and, a bunch short of being a double quarter powder anyway. It doesn't matter. The guy just keeps going, tell me when. And, and you're just like, I haven't said anything yet. Is that yeah. enough? So tell me when I'm going to be enough, dude. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. I um, like being. I like the thought of being healthy, but it's just not so much fun. It's expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I go to the. There's gym. no dollar menu for salads. I've been going to the gym twice a day, but so help me God, I got I went got out of the gym today this afternoon right after I got out of work and uh, definitely made a trip through the Taco Bell drive-through. So there goes all those gains. Um, I like a Taco Bell from time to time. Yeah, I haven't had Taco Bell in probably big six years, but I, I'm that's good fine. for it like maybe once every like sixty to ninety days. Yeah, and once every quarter. Yeah, like it's a quarterly event. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, got to reevaluate the every finances time, and make sure I have five thirty-two. Yeah, every time I got to pay my property taxes, like you know what? let's go to Taco Bell. Yeah, I, I like a five-dollar box, but it, I, it's not an everyday occurrence by any means. Oh, you know what? I just realized. What if every time I called out sick at work, I just went and got like six things off the Taco Bell drive-through or the Taco Bell menu through the drive-through, shoved them all down my gullet and then inevitably threw up and then I wasn't lying about being sick. That might actually help my my mentality because I don't give a fuck about just calling out sick, but I, I do feel bad for my coworkers from time to time. See, so the problem is, is that if I call out sick, I'm the guy that you call out sick to. Well, that makes it easier. It, no, it's harder. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You just call yourself. Leave yourself a voicemail or something. Yeah, I don't know. Call yourself from the home phone. And right. Call your cell phone. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. With, with with COVID, you never know. I wake up Allegedly. tomorrow. You, yeah. You, I wake up tomorrow with the sniffles, and I I see p- pictures posted everywhere about how you know you're not supposed to come into work if you if you got a sniffle. Still. Well. Yeah. Is that a thing still? I don't know. They're on the Southwest uh, variant, so <laughs> the the Blue Cross Blue Shield. Jet Did, Blue. Do you see the Pfizer uh, vaccine got FDA approved? Yeah, that's my cute. dick's gonna be hard forever now. Yeah, yeah. Well, good for anyone that's gotten that already. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep. Uh, I don't know, drinking orange juice and taking an Advil every morning, <laughs> taking <and> emergency <laughs> every, <laughs> every other day. <laughs> that was very funny when that happened. Those things uh, are so fucking gross. Oh, bad, bad. Oh. I remember so <laughs> when we got COVID, folks. It was funny. We had a we lot of shit. That shit. We had a lot of shit planned, and so for like we, it was the end of December, 
And I came home with a box, like a value pack of emergency. And I'm like, Charlie. He also walked in the fucking Walgreens with like a, a, a hockey helmet, a fucking ski mask. <laughs> yeah. A trash bag around his I had head. one shin guard on. They, they didn't question it. It was weird. Uh, no. So I grabbed a value pack because we had a bunch of shit that we were doing. We were supposed to go down and hang out with our pal Noah. It was like right before New Year's or some shit. Yeah, we were supposed to go to North Carolina. And so I bought the pack of emergency specifically so we would boost our immune system so we wouldn't get fucking COVID. And then we got COVID anyways. Mm. So I'm starting to think that emergency is actually just COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Emerging COVID. Yeah. Yeah, That's what the C stands for. Oh, fuck. (laughs) That makes way more sense. (laughs) God, I should have got an emerging D. (laughs) Excuse me? What'd you say? Nothing. Oh, I didn't well. say a word. Yeah. I mean, it's so, yeah, I don't, yeah. I also don't think that the, I don't think that you can just get the flu anymore, the original, the OG flu. Yeah, the, the regular flu no longer exists, I guess. Bird flu, swine flu, mad cow, AIDS, whatever you used to get, you can't get anymore because it's all it's COVID. only COVID It's now. a different variant. Yeah. Yeah. The AIDS variant the of COVID. Frontier Airlines variant. Yes. It's actually what AIDS used to be. <laughs> God forgive you get the spirit variant. <laughs> oh, oh no. Your limbs are going to start falling off. Yeah. You ever yeah. had a Spirit Airlines event? No, no, not that I had. I, I and I I'm telling you. I would love to try it. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to give it a shot. It can't be any worse than a fucking carny ride. Dude. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, have you seen the guys that set those things don't up? Go thirty thousand feet in the air, pal. Well, well, unless unless it's see a that, slingshot, I guess. Hear, yeah, hear hear me out. You fall off a fucking uh, a Ferris wheel. There's a good chance you're going to survive. But you're going to be very sore. <laughs> if if you fall from thirty thousand feet, you are as dead as a doorknob, pal. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure that your logic is going to stand up. I'm telling you. When I, so when I went to school. I, I had to frequent either driving 900 miles or finding the cheapest flight possible <laughs> to come back home. Every time the S-P-I-R-I-T, cheapest flight. S-P-I-R-I-T. Spirit. It was always spirit. <laughs> it was always spirit. Always spirit errands. Always, 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 always. There was also always a fucking layover somewhere. So I, I very often had to go from Columbus to Atlanta to Boston. <laughs> That's a V, Direct in case trip. you were curious. If yeah. Jake Zelmer books the flights. Uh, <laughs> he's in the wrong state. <laughs> Guaranteed. Are you in Oregon? Please tell me you're in fucking Oregon. <laughs> I was fully convinced that when Jake Zelmer came to Friendsgiving last year, he was going to land in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't have, like, I would have called him, like, looked for him for, like, 20 minutes around the airport, and he's like, I'm right by this. I'm like, Pal, <laughs> you're in the wrong side of the country altogether. And I wouldn't have even been surprised. Like, I would not have been the least bit surprised. <laughs> no. And now that you've met Jake, neither would you have, I feel. No, no. Um, fuck, where were we going? Oh, Spirit Airlines. Yeah. So, th- I and I am not even joking. Th- there were multiple times where I recognized the plane because it was the same plane <laughs> every time because they have, like, four. And this plane... It has different colored wings because they've been replaced, Bradley. <laughs> it's a used airplane. Well, if you just if you just so think about commercial air, air travel, you know that you're not getting the best pilot on a Spirit Airlines flight. Oh, the guy's drunk, his tie's undone, he's just leaving the bar. Can you imagine you just walk in, the guy's like toking a bong with his feet on <laughs> He puts the thing on cru- uh, fucking like autopilot, just fucking puts his feet up on the window, like smokes yeah. a geese or three. Coughing a fucking lung out, but he's <laughs> Don't worry, I got the vaccine. Attention, passengers. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we should do a Spirit Airline trip. Then just make a story about I'm it. I'm so down because, like, it's awful. worst case, you die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean. That's not terrifying at all. No. Well. Well. There's more terrifying things. Snakes. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Tomatoes. <laughs> Peanut butter. Well. That's it. You, you get it. I See, I would. Yeah. I, I think that. I might just turn where, into that person that... Where where were we? Was it you and I where somebody asked us, like... Was it Buffalo Wild Wings? Probably. Oh, yeah, that... that <laughs> is, nice is there any request? And you and I simultaneously... No fucking tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was do, you like guys, a, do you guys not like anything? Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Same time. So, extra tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, fucking gross. 
I'm so like I just love traveling so much. Big fan. That I think that I might just turn into that person that like one Friday morning just wakes up and is like, you know what? I've had a good solid three weeks of going to work without calling out. I'm going to fucking Memphis today and just jump on a Spirit Airlines flight. Well, the problem is you'll get to Memphis, but you're going to go to uh, Ontario, Canada, uh, <laughs> over to Vegas, and then uh, then they'll shoot you over to Memphis after that. Can you? I think that it's like now legal. Like you, It's illegal to not be vaccinated in Canada. Can you imagine just flying over the border of Canada and the minute like you get to the border like there's no there's no border station obviously in the air but like the flight just the flight attendants just come around and fucking jab you yeah like that's just because you're you're doing a direct and like they just fly to ontario but they don't land and they turn around and go to memphis because they like for tax reasons or something (laughs) i don't know man i've never been on a spirit airlines flight it's not worth your time it's not worth your time All of a sudden, you're in the middle of an air show. The guy's doing a backflip on a commercial airline jet. It's an F-16 fucking blows underneath you. What's going on here? Oh. Stealth bomber just buzzes the top of your plane. I'm so down. We got to do something before the next lockdown because that's going to happen like next week. Oh, we'll have it planned, and then, yeah. then we'll get fucked up again. Yeah. So I was thinking about that, though. Like Everything was fucked up last year, but it wasn't really because like we went to Pensacola, Florida, we went to Daytona, Florida. We went to North Carolina on numerous occasions. And that was in the middle of a lockdown, if you will. Well, yeah, for Maine. Because our governor is a fucking dumbass. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh. Remember, we got the Florida wearing masks in the gas station. They thought we were going to rob the place. I wonder if Florida's having just as much of a hard time hiring people as they are up here, paying people to work at Dunkin' Donuts for like $22 an hour. Because, you know, if there's another lockdown in Maine, I might just fuck around and quit and just fly to Florida and just get a you'd, job you'd working make at more Dunkin' money. Donuts. You would literally make more money if you quit your job. Yeah, because... Not, and then they wonder why nobody wants to work. And then they wonder that, why nobody nothing's getting made or done. But then cost of living is probably so much more cheap in Florida than it is up here. So then you're just you're basically rich from working a 40-hour shift selling fucking monster punches out of the window at Dunkin' Donuts. I, I think that I might have just created a new career path for myself. I think you did. Um, it depends on, you know, if the sponsors ever write the checks for this, sh- this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then that'll really be the the coffin and the nail for my uh my business decision but coffin in the nail yeah hmm. <laughs> austin terrace is a 29 yes he is <laughs> wasn't austin terrio so was charlie too? buxton oh yeah true wasn't austin terrio in that that truck deal there ryan blaney was as well yeah well and then it was a, a 60 s for a second at vegas that one time Excuse me. Remember when he hit really hard? That was what it was. Was it? Vegas? I think it was Vegas. Or was it Texas? That was the number. No, it wasn't. It's because he was. Oh, down. oh, okay. Yeah, Welcome yeah, to the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you yeah. so much. Speaking of hits, <clears throat> did you see Austin Dillon get fucking shit whipped this weekend? Loved it. That was. That was quite rude. I don't think. I don't think Brad was trying to wreck him. I don't no. think he was even really coming down. I think Austin crossed the line, was on the apron, expected him not to be there, and then just kind of tried to blend back up to the racetrack, and Brad Keselowski was for sure still on his right rear. It looks a whole lot like Brad was coming down and Austin was coming up at the same time, but then Austin got out of the car and was like, yeah, I thought that he'd just give me more room. I was coming back yeah. up onto the track. and Why he's, he's risk like, it? really rough down it there. It was the end of the blah, blah, blah. stage. And he had Why don't a, you just stay in your line? He probably, like, no joke, would have won the race. He had, like, the yeah. fastest fucking car. But, like, it was the end of the stage. You don't need to blend back onto the racetrack like that. Yeah, well, like least, the yet that's literally the yellow is out at that point. At least he got sixth in the stage. That's cute. He, yeah, <laughs> like I, I just don't get it. I don't. Yeah. Like, I would have loved to see him win specifically because had he well, never mind. That would have knocked Reddick out. I guess. It's a weird but way to say that. I wanted I wanted someone an oddball to win so that Kevin Harvick wouldn't get locked in, and then there was a good to fair chance that if something bad happens to Kevin Harvick at Daytona, he doesn't even make the playoffs. Because you know how funny it would be to win like fucking thirty four races like he did last year, and then not make the playoffs the next year mm-hmm. when Michael McDowell's going for a championship. I would have loved to see it. Eric Almarola, the only Stuart Haas car in the championship, that would have been hilarious. But then uh, Harvick ended up making it, so. Wasn't that, wasn't, his, that wasn't the last race, was it? No, Daytona. No, Daytona, yeah. So that's weird be a that shit they show. made that a a cutoff race. Yeah, it's. 
I don't like it. Like there, there's so much shit that can happen. July Fourth weekend was always at Daytona, and I, I liked it. You know, Rick Stenhouse, 1776. We are the champs. Still a weird move, in my opinion, but I like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, it it just gives such an opportunity for like a like a Corey LaJoy to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like, well, all right. Yeah, I don't. Which I guess he could anyway if he won on July fourth. So I guess it's the same either way. Watch, but. watch Dick Stenhouse go out and win this race. You think so? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I could like see Ryan happening. Newman. It's like, yeah. oh, all right. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah. All right. Oh. So okay. So questions: Who is going to win the Oxford two hundred and fifty? Joey Dwyer. Who is going to win the Daytona Cup race? Chris Busher. <laughs> I just had to think of the most random name that came to mind. Decent uh, plate racer. Yeah. But hmm. no, I think that it. I'm going to go Cassius Clark and Eric Jones. Hmm. I'd like to see Eric Jones in the 43. Yeah. Or Matt DiBenaburrito or whatever mm. his name is. Yeah. Not a, not a bad <clears throat> pick again. No. I don't see, it's. I don't know. I always like. I like picking the oddball guy to win. I was just about to say you never really see the oddball guy win, and then Michael McDowell, I just remembered, won the last Yeah, we were there, there remember? So, remember we d- um, talked about this, that the only two cup races that, well, I guess you've been to Watkins Glen now, but the only two cup races that we had gone to previous, the two winners were Michael McDowell and Eric Almarola. And if we had bet on that at the beginning of the season as just a double down for, like, those two races, we would be rich. Oh, yeah. Like Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I kind of ruined that when I went to Watkins Glen and Kyle Larson won because he's mm-hmm. kind of been the chalk all year. Which th- that that should tell you something about Kyle Larson. He wins in a dirt track and a midget. He wins in a sprint car on a dirt track. He wins in a late model on a dirt track. He wins, you know, um, you know, speedway races, short track races. Now a road course. It's like is is he like bad at anything? Like. I don't know if he's not the second coming of Christ. Like, is he bad at anything? I don't think so. Like, I don't get it. Well, even of like the Hendrick cars, like he's the best. He's not the best at English. No, well, no. Public speaking, if you will. Private (laughs) speaking. Yeah. Voice chat on video games speaking. And you know, that's... Never mind. Yeah. What? Well, the people of this generation wouldn't last one... God damn second in the Modern Warfare 2 lobby. Oh, my God. Oh. The vulgarity that came out of that. Just any. And that's the, that's the age group that Kyle Larson probably grew up in. Yeah. I mean, he had any, no better. Any online gaming. He's a product of his environment, God damn it. Yeah, nature versus nurture, folks. Well, he's doing a hell of a lot of nurturing right now. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know what that where makes do, any sense. Where does but, he put all of his trophies? Um, Like, I... I not to be weird, but like he's he, I would assume have to have a designated area. He's got a thirty four of these. He's things. got an Amazon warehouse that has <clears> recently <throat> closed down. That is now just his. Because how many races has he won this year? Like thirty or forty something. Yeah, between maybe, like all the even, dirt shit, the NASCAR shit, like everything. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like not even not even <clears throat> exaggerating. I think it's like thirty something. And you know what? Like is the best thing about that is that he is if this, and I guess. Now you're getting the entertainment value, folks. But if this was just a regular fucking old deal, it would have been him and basically only him. I mean, maybe, I don't know, Denny Hamlin or something might have been up there just because of average finish. But the point system is fucked. <laughs> he yeah. could literally go into the playoffs after dominating the whole regular season. He, he basically has a bye until, like, the second to last round, I guess. But he could go into the last round and fucking... I, I don't know, Quinn Huff could, could blow up in front of him and he stuffs it in the fence and then his whole season's over. It's like, that's awesome. I love it. I just, you know, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You get, even if he gets to, to Phoenix, I almost just said Homestead because I wish, um, you get to Phoenix and you do the whole deal again and you know, anything could happen. His well, crew member could forget a lug nut. Well, and, uh, did you say it like Harvick? Or your crew could put on the wrong fucking like, tires. Harvick won, what, like 47 races last year? Yeah. And then gets bounced before even the final four? Yeah. Like, I get the I get the point system. I agree. I actually agree with the points that the way they are in terms of like the breakdown of the the chase or I I'm not calling it the playoffs. It's not the playoffs. It's not a game. It's a it's the chase. Um, but like the breakdown of it at the end of the season, I get that because it every every form of sport 
there is an elimination of some sort. That's how it works. Um, but the the inherent, uh, you know, not same necessarily even game every time or same setting or same anything, not even the same fucking cars now, um, that's the only thing that kind of gives it the hiccup in terms of it, it's kind of tough to do it elimination style that way. Um, they've made it so that consistency still matters. That's where the stage points and all that shit comes in. They put a big emphasis on winning, where Michael McDowell, whom won the first race of the year, is now eligible to be in the playoffs and has what has he really done since? Yeah, I mean, he's he's had breakthrough moments at like road courses and stuff like that, but th- there are good and bad, no matter how you look at it, um, for what it is. <clears throat> I think that we need to talk about the truck race, and <clears throat> I would like to just as a homer. Um, as a fan and hand up completely biased would just love to say that I am disgusted at the lack of awareness that they had for our good friend Derek Griffith um was there even like a spotlight or anything no cool not even there wasn't a, there was there wasn't an interview I mean I hey and I went up to grab water once and I made popcorn the second time so if there was one where I don't think that there was, but if there was one during those those ten seconds up, walk upstairs, I apologize. Please don't get mad at me, producers. Well, especially of Fox the Sports fact 1. that it was for like a Kyle. It was in a Kyle Busch truck. He was starting eleventh. Like it wasn't some field filler team that he was starting last and going to do a starting park. Like, I get that the truck playoffs started. That's great. That's super cool. You had an hour long pre race show. An hour long pre race show. I every single person that jumps in the fifty one truck gets a spotlight shined on them at one point or another. I don't care if there's a short track in Washington that's sponsoring a truck. I want to know who the fuck's driving it because I've never heard of this racetrack before, and I want to know a little bit about it. It's a NASCAR home track. What the fuck? Yeah, ball dropped, big time. My balls just dropped with how mad I just got. Big time. No, I mean it's a hell of a like you said, Hudson, Hudson International Speedway. Our good pal Ben Bisowski makes. Dreams come true. <laughs> he he helped me with mine. He helped Derek with his. But it was a lot of fucking money. Yeah. For him to do that. Yeah. And NASCAR wonders why they're <clears throat> it's so hard to get sponsors, this, that, the other thing, and it you know, why are why is their business model working or not working? It's like, well, it, <clears throat> Hudson International Speedway is in Hudson, New Hampshire. It is a NASCAR home track. Literally NASCAR home track, like you said. Zero recognition for putting up a fuckload of money to put a local kid done good in a truck that he deserves to be in, as far as I'm concerned. And it's a top-notch ride. Kyle Busch Motorsports is the ride to be in for the truck series. The ride. That may be GMS. Thor Sport has fallen off a bit. Like, literally, the, the ride to be in. Not a single mention. No. Not a single interview. Not a single glimpse of the truck. There was there was one Nothing. there was one specific shot of the truck as he was going down the backstretch. I don't know what happened. I know him and one of the Grays, I think, got into it or something. And there was a glimpse of them going down the backstretch, and the announcer very clearly said Griffin instead of Griffith. Um, another reason to be upset. It there's plenty of you know how many other drivers in that field have been the number one in the Speed Fifty One short track draft. Probably I don't know two. Maybe he's not. He's not Norm Benning, and we like Norm Benning. Sure, <laughs> great guy. Remember the Eldora thing? Yeah, that was fun. Oh, what a heartwarming moment that was. Right. But like, I mean, come on. It's the fifty-one truck for KBM. I get it. The playoffs started. The other two trucks from the playoffs that worked out well for them, didn't it? Um, you know, it's just it was just it was annoying. I was upset. They didn't even have a replay of what happened, and you know. At least I had inside information sending me text messages of what was happening because they weren't fucking showing it on TV. Uh-huh. 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 <sighs> I'm sorry. It's okay. At least we have the Oxford 250 to look forward to, pal. I know, I know. It's, it's going to be a time. I can't Speaking wait. of the Oxford 250, Stephen Nassi <laughs> is now confirmed to be racing in the Oxford 250. That is big. It's news. That is a lot of people that will tune in because that name is on the Oxford 250 entry list. 
Um, love seeing those guys come up and try to see what they have compared to the guys that are up here that we watch weekly in week in and week out. Yeah, the same as Bubba worked Pollard. Out, all worked those out guys, very yeah. well for Bubba Pollard once. Uh, one, yeah, <laughs> the first time he came up. Yeah. So last if, few, not so much. If history has a, I don't think he even finished the race last year. No, I think he just pulled it right off. I don't think he made it twenty five last yeah. year before. So, um, yeah, we like Bubba Pollard. We Stephen Nassi exists, um, and we're. Do you hate Steven Nassi? Because, like... He's kind of a cunt, I think. Yeah, okay. Because we've always been, like, on that line of... We don't... He's not I, someone that we'd necessarily I think he, cheer for, but... I think he's a very talented race car driver. I think he has matured a lot. I've noticed that, because, but there are specific events that... I think that he is a very talented race car driver. I think that he has more funding and support than he knows what to do with. I think that he takes that for granted often, very often... And I think he shoots his mouth off and makes himself look like an asshole more often than not in situations that sometimes just just don't talk. Just, just go a different way about it. And I'm one to be all for confrontation and things like that, but there's a way to do it. And I just I don't I just think that he's kind of an entitled prick sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I would say that that's definitely fair. Uh, I think a lot of people have that exact yeah. same stance. I'm, I will I'm not, say, I'm though, not saying I he's think, not talented by any means. No. He's obviously very good at what he does. And I wouldn't even be that pissed to go see him go out there and win. I just don't think that that's necessarily who we're cheering for. No, I, 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 I wouldn't be pissed to see him win. But it's it's when he doesn't win, and he thinks that like the track owes him something, or like he he goes about everything like somebody owes him something. Even when Kyle Busch doesn't win and he's a whiny little cunt. He's he's just mad that he didn't win. He's not mad that he didn't win because he thinks that somebody owed him something. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. no, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I, I do think that uh, there's been articles and things hearsay from other people that you know Stephen Nassi's kind of recognized that that a lot of people didn't like him because of that reason, and not that he's going to change his personality or his persona, but he. You know, I think I think that he has showed maturity and, and gotten and, a little and, bit better. And I have I've honestly never even spoken to the kid. This no. is just a, an observer outside. My opinion is worthless, and we all know that. I've also heard insider things that he's actually a wicked nice person. You know, wicked nice kid. Like take him, remove it. And this is for a lot of race car drivers. Remove him from the helmet. Remove him from the the race car. Remove him from the racetrack. I I've heard that he's a very good kid, but that's not what we see. So this is the f- opinion that I have formulated based off of that. And again, my opinion doesn't really matter. I've never even talked to the kid before. So I, I, this, I honestly, I don't know, but that's just kind of what I've seen. Well, we're excited to get him up here for the 250. That's a big name that we've, uh, everyone I think has wanted to see up here for a very long time. Uh, I know that it's going to be it's exciting for not only us with our, our stupid little radio show, but uh, it, very exciting for a lot of the Oxford regulars that, uh, you know, Nick Poland and, and our pal there, any racing two oh seven, whose name I always forget because his name's not his name on fucking Twitter. What is it? It's I thought it was any racing something or other. No, I meant like his actual no, that's not his birth name. No, it is. Oh, okay. It's on his birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> at. There was an at sign back in fucking two thousand or nineteen. He was always he was always first in line. Whatever, yeah. I probably just I just said 1998 like he was younger than I am and I definitely don't think that's the case. He I don't think he's that old, but I don't think that he's 20 years old. <laughs> no, he's 22. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but so exciting Oxford 250 weekend. Uh, I think that we'll you'll be up there Thursday, I'll be up there at some For point. the first time I'll be there before you, I think. Yeah. It's usually the other way. You'll around. definitely be there before me whether or not I can show up depends on how much Taco Bell dollar menu I eat. Well, yeah. Fair enough. The night before. Ooh. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do with that information what you need, folks. Um, yeah. Uh, Saturday is going to be, I think, out of all the days, Oxford Oxford 250 days, obviously Oxford 250 day, Saturday seems like it's going to be quite the fucking event. We got friend of the program, Bobby, jumping in uh, Justin Harris's backup classic light. They're going to uh-huh. be the 69. Nice. Yeah. Is he actually? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, so that's going to be exciting. I'm excited for that. And uh, MRS is in town. The actor is there. I think our good pal Carl is going to be NASC modding. It really? I think so. I could be wrong. I don't know, but I no. think so. I would like to see Carl. So I know we had motor is. troubles last time out and that kind of put a stop to things. So. Well, I'm sure I'll have some motor troubles this weekend as well. 
walked by a Pedialyte display case earlier and uh, realized I did not bring my own bag, so I couldn't necessarily grab as much as I needed. So, Has this been episode 129? I think so. All right, folks. It's the Oxford 250 week. It's Tuesday. I'm Charlie, your Brad. Soon to be Charles and Bradford in a few days here. Um, we're going to have all sorts of... Do, do we have merch? We're going to have merch at the track? Yeah, we'll have, we'll have merchandise. Uh, you can go ahead and buy it online, and we'll try to set it aside for you if you'd like. Um, it's going to be first come, first serve at the racetrack, though, yeah, for it's, sure. It's it's kind of um, a fucking free-for-all after that. But, um, yeah, we, do, we are picking up some new merchandise, some of those new T-shirts that we ordered, um, and... I don't know who um, did the Patreon deal. Uh, Andy. Do, do we have new patrons? Andy. Who are new patrons? Andy. Yep. Doesn't have a email address with a last name that I might be able to pick from. So Andy, thank you to every Andy that's ever thank Andy'd. You, thank you to Andy for buying Woody and creating Toy Story. More specific. Yes. More specifically, the one that subscribed to Patreon and Matthew, Katie, Caddy, Katie, Caddy. C-A-D-Y. What do you think that is? Katie. Katie. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. For sure. Yep. All right. So that, them two right there, they get 20% off all merchandise. And yeah, if you if you buy it on the website before like Wednesday night, we should have some shit in stock. And that should guarantee you your merchandise. After that, you can come find us. No. We'll, we'll, we'll do some. We'll give we'll away be the some only, shit. We'll be the only trailer in the camping lot that's a race car trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Won't yeah. be hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a big-ass banner. should be able to find us pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that we'll, we'll do some giveaways for some patrons, too. We'll, we'll, maybe, we'll, we'll give away yeah. a good fucking tank top, maybe a oh, T-shirt. Sure. I can, yeah, maybe I can. another T-shirt, maybe an Oxford 250 T-shirt. We'll do some shit. So if you're not subscribed on Patreon already, you get 20% off merchandise, and you're going to get some giveaways coming up on the, uh, the this whole deal. And, uh, yeah, um, this has been episode 129. We love all of you. And I think before you uh, hear a good, good word from our good pal, Sean Foster, and uh, the race car noise that we bought about two years ago. Um, we didn't say it last week, but we'll see you next Tuesday. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.